Good afternoon. I'm Jazz Garrett from the Capital City on KINY. Public Safety Manager with Juneau Police Department Aaron Colera details an accident that occurred this afternoon. At about 3.23 p.m., Juneau Police Department received a report of a dump truck tipped over. And the officers responded, fire department responded, the driver is okay, no injuries, they were the only occupant. The vehicle was completely blocking the Mendenhall Loop Road on Back Loop, and so traffic was... Uh, stopped so that they could get a to take care of the scene. Capital City Fire Rescue Assistant Chief Sam Russell adds that the fire department responded for a fuel leak. There was a report of a fuel spill. Uh, when we arrived, there was a minor spill of some hydraulic oil and a little bit of diesel fuel. Our crews put down some pads to divert it, and then the uh, the dirt that was in the dump truck protected the storm drain. Probably less than uh, 10 gallons leaked, and they righted the truck, and that stopped the leak. Yesterday, at about 2.15 p.m., investigators with the Southeast Alaska Cities Against Drugs Task Force attempted to contact 35-year-old Juno resident David Melvin Cox, Jr. in the 9100 block of Glacier Highway regarding an ongoing drug investigation. Juno Police Department's Special Operations Lieutenant Craig Campbell provides details. As Cox exited the business, CCAT investigators went to contact him. Upon seeing the investigators, Cox ran back inside the business, behind the counter, and disposed of several items in the trash can before surrendering to law enforcement. The items were recovered in the trash and identified as the following. 93 grams of suspected fentanyl pills, which is estimated to be about 900 pills, and $550 in cash. A search of Cox's person located another $4,491 in cash. Cox's vehicle was located in the parking lot. A search of the vehicle located the following. $14,000 in cash, 18 grams of marijuana, 759 grams of suspected fentanyl pills, which is estimated to be about 7,210 pills, 46 grams of cocaine, 24.5 grams of crack cocaine, 40.6 grams of fentanyl powder, 122 grams of methamphetamine, eight alprozolam pills, a digital scale. Hundreds of small plastic baggies that are commonly used in the distribution of drugs were also found. CCAD investigators also conducted a search of Cox's residence, located in the 5000 block of Douglas Highway. Investigators located and seized three handguns in a spice jar that contained trace amounts of a crystalline substance that tested positive for methamphetamine. Cox is a convicted felon and is not permitted to have firearms. The combined value of the seized narcotics is estimated at about $136,000. Cox was arrested and taken to the Lemon Creek Correctional Center on the following charges. Misconduct involving a controlled substance in the second degree, a Class A felony. Misconduct involving a controlled substance in third degree, a Class B felony. Another count of misconduct involving a controlled substance in third degree, a Class B felony. And misconduct involving weapons in the third degree, a Class C felony. Representative Andy Story joined Action Line yesterday. Representative Story and Senator Jesse Kiel have been planning pre-session Southeast community visits. On the 4th, we're going to be in Skagway. Uh, from 1 to 3, we'll have open office hours at the library. And then in the evening, 6 to 8, uh, we'll have a town hall uh, in Haines. Kind of a similar um, fork, uh, format. We'll be there on the 6th. We actually, um, from 1 to 3, libraries are so great to have open office hours. And then town halls, 6 to 8. Um, and then Cluckwans to be determined. Uh, Gustavus uh, on the 9th will be there 5 to 7 uh, at the library office hours are 10 to 12 and the 
town halls on the 9th and on the 10th is uh, the office hours. She says education funding is a top priority for her this upcoming legislative session. Rebecca Hemshoot, Senator Tobin, a few other people and myself um, have been meeting just talking about how are we going to uh, make sure that the Senate bill gets a fair hearing in the House. And, you know, obviously we would need to ideally we would want to approve an increase in the base student allocation at the beginning of the session. Uh, that has never been done in my well, I've been serving for five years now but before that being on the school board it was always our hope it would be done early because our budgets have to be to our assemblies in March but it's never been done in the uh, I think it's like 19 years now that I've been really following education funding closely until like the closing uh, moments of the session. Coming up next on News of the North, Bartlett Regional Hospital has appointed a new chief financial officer. That story next with Jordan Lewis. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Bartlett Regional Hospital has appointed a new chief financial officer in replacement of Sam Muse, who resigned in August after a year on the job for personal reasons. Director of Marketing and Communications for BRH, Aaron Harden, welcomes Joe Warner back to the team. Joe Warner has been appointed as our new uh, CFO, and he'll be joining us mid next month. And we're, you know, we're excited to have him back here on campus. He was previously with the hospital starting in 2011 as our controller, overseeing our uh, accounting team, and then uh, returned in 2017 uh, to serve for a year as our CFO. So he's very familiar with the organization, and we think that'll be really helpful. Um, and allow him to really hit the ground running and supporting our teams and all the hard work they're doing. He looks forward to putting his roots down in Juneau. Harden also shares details on the second annual Real Talk Walk and Run tomorrow morning at the airport trail. Yeah, it's looking like the weather hopefully will pan out in our, our favor, but rain or shine, we will be there. And the race will officially start at 9 a.m., but folks feel free to, you know, stop by a bit earlier and make sure, you know, we can get you quickly registered. We'll have um, free shirts for the first 30 kids and adults to, to wear to kind of help support a conversation and share with folks the resources that our uh, Bartlett Beginnings Birth Center team has. And then we'll kick things off promptly at 9 with a uh, toddler trot at um, an impressive 80 yards. <laughs> Turn around and do a uh, kid's half mile and then follow that up with a 5K run and a one-mile walk. Last year, about 100 people participated. Skagway's tourism manager Jamie Bricker wrapped up the 2023 record season. Here are the statistics through September. October statistics have not been completed yet as there are a few more cruise ships set to come next week. As of the last day of September, we had 1,122,384 cruise passengers for this year and 462,573 crew, so those folks that work on the cruise ship and are essentially a whole another set of visitor, you know. To date, that's 486 cruise ships. And in my lifetime, the growth has been so expansive. Like in 1983, we had 48,000 cruise passengers. And today, we can accommodate that in four days. Bricker is focusing on the cultural host training this winter, so visitors can be informed next season. 
ATIA, which is Alaska Travel Industry Association, has put together a cultural host program that's designed to help people learn and understand the cultural history for the state of Alaska. And just last month, I became a certified instructor. And so under the Skagway Traditional Council, because it has to be taught by uh, Alaska Native person under the umbrella of Alaska Native organization. I'll be hoping to teach those classes throughout the winter and get people accurate information. Over the summer, she also became certified in an online program, Leave No Trace. A future goal of hers is to have more tourism businesses sign up for the Tourism Best Management Practices Program. They had 36 businesses participate this year, and Bricker would like to see the number grow. She works closely with Juno's tourism manager, Alexandra Pierce, and agrees that communication is key for the region as Juno moves into its daily five-ship limit. We've been communicating as a group and strategizing what it is that we want as a region because we know that what what community does affects another and that communication is going to be very, very important, um, especially for communities that are demanding particular standards. For Skagway, I imagine there'll be conversations had by the public in the near future too. I mean, Skagway is operating two of the four slots for cruise ships now under the umbrella of the Port of Skagway. Right now, the ore dock is undergoing improvements that will allow it to accommodate a larger ship than it ever has before. The combined Thunder Mountain High School and Juno Douglas High School wrestling team has a home tournament this weekend at Thunder Mountain High School. There will be close to a dozen teams from all over southeast Alaska participating. This is only the second tournament of the year. Last weekend, a small portion of the Juno team went to Prince of Wales Island for the first tournament of the season in Craig. This weekend's tournament kicks off tonight at 4 p.m. It will continue tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. and the final showdown will be tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis.